May you always have the courage to stand out, to stand apart from the crowd, and to stand in the gap for hurting and marginalized people of the world. May you be the hands and feet of Jesus. May you have the courage to love big, even if the cost of loving others is big. May you come to know and grow in the knowledge of the Savior who gave everything for you. He personally knows.
to love you through the hard times, to sit and listen, to be a safe place, and to practice and model kingdom living right here on earth. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we are so proud of you. Congratulations to the class of 2022. Okay, that was the easy part for you guys. We get a, a little bit of opportunity to um, embarrass you, maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of you will be. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the bios for ease. If you have the little pamphlet handout, um, you can follow along. I'm just going to read those bios, and as I do, if the seniors will come up and just kind of take your place on stage. We won't make you stay for the entire time, but for most of it. So... Um, Titus is not here today, but I'm going to go ahead and read his bio. He started his uh, summer vacation a little bit earlier on the beach. We did have a video, but we couldn't get it to play. So, um, Titus Allen Clay, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Titus Clay Allen um, is the son of Justin and Tammy Allen. He plans to attend OTC in the fall, and his favorite youth group memory is Serve Springfield. And his favorite verse is Romans 8:28. Then we have Sydney Angela Broussard. Sydney, if you want to come on up, Sydney. Thank you. Sydney is the daughter of Jeff and Christy Broussard. Sydney graduated from Ozark High School. She plans to attend the University of Central Oklahoma and pursue a degree in criminal justice. My squid. Sydney's favorite youth group memory is the Nicaragua mission trip, and her favorite verse is Psalm fifty-nine sixteen. You look really tall today. I'm just saying. Uh, next, we have Major Audie Carden. Major, come on up. Major is the son of Kelly and Ashley Carden. He graduated from Ozark High School as well. And will be attending MSU to study, get this, mechanical engineering and physics. That won't be hard. Um, his favorite memory while in the youth group was attending Happy Hollow Bible Camp in the summer. And his favorite verse is Matthew 6.34. Next, we have Miss Riley Marie Kruger. Riley is the daughter of Rory and Mindy Kruger. She graduated from Springfield Catholic High School and plans to go to Drury College or College of the Ozarks and travel as much as possible. And her favorite memory was Trek 2021. That was a good trek. Um, her favorite verse is Joshua 1 9. Next, we have Miss Katie Jo Kujo Pullman. Come on up. Katie is the daughter of Brad and Darcy Pullman. She graduated from Ozark, Ozark representing high school, and will be attending OTC. Katie hopes to participate in the YWAM program, and her favorite memory is Trek Whitewater Rafting. That was awesome. Um, then Caleb Patrick Sangren. Caleb is the son of Eric and Becky Sangren. He graduated from Ozark High School. Um, he will be attending State Fair Community College, where he will play soccer and study physical therapy and exercise science. Carter's favorite memory is um, Trek 2021, and favorite verse is Romans 8:28. Then we have Carter Howe Wise. 
Carter is the son of Brayden Michaela Wise. He attended Gloria Deo Academy, and he finished early, and earning his GED. And he plans to um, he plans to join the United States Marine Corps. And his favorite memory is the Nicaragua mission trip. Favorite verse: Psalm twenty-three, four. And last, we have Miss Madeline Grace Wofford. Madeline is the daughter of Brian and myself. Um, she will graduate from Nixa High School this afternoon and plans to attend OTC in the fall and major in criminal justice. Her favorite memory is Trek 2021 and favorite verse Isaiah 58:11. Again, your class, senior class 2022. Okay, for this next part, this is something kind of new we're doing this year. If you guys can go ahead and have a seat. We thought about leaving you up here the entire time through this, but we're not going to. So you guys can go sit down for this part. Um, So we had asked the parents to send in um, a story or embarrassing moment, not really embarrassing, but a a funny story from maybe their childhood or something that kind of stuck with the parents as a memory. So I'm just going to read some of those that we got. So we'll start with Sid. Uh, back when Sid was probably about two years old, Dad and Sid all equipped with their little blonde piggy tails, I can see that, went to the grocery store one night to pick up a few things for home. Notice, noticing or knowing her extremely inquisitive self very well, I knew better than to leave her on the floor loose because at some point I would have to chase her down the aisle. Um, so I did what any intelligent parent would do, I'm sure Jeffrey. Um, I put her in the seat in the shopping cart where she was captured and safe, and we were off. On previous shopping trips, I learned pretty quickly that I needed to drive down the middle of the aisles um, because a lot of things would magically appear in the shopping cart. On that specific trip, we were headed down the cereal aisle, and I passed a product that I needed. So I pushed the cart to the middle, clearly far enough away from any kid reach items, or so I thought. I walked down the aisle about 10 feet looking for the (laughs) Pop-Tarts. That's great, Jeff. That's great. After only a few microseconds of surveying the shelves, I hear an older lady lady next to me gasping and pointing down the the aisle to you-know-who. Sid, there she was walking a tight line and was now balancing perfectly on the handle of the shopping cart between her big toe and second toe. Very talented you are on both feet and stretched out as far as she could to grab that special prize on the shelf, which happened to be Fruit Loops. I found myself frozen, watching in utter amazement, to which the lady then snapped at me, aren't you going to run and catch her before she falls? Which I was like, nah. She'll be fine. Um, And a few seconds later, Sid let me know, look, Daddy, I got the cereal all myself. That sounds just like Sid. I'll do it myself. The lady scoffed at me and stormed off down the aisle, and and I walked back to the cart, placed Sid back in the shopping cart, and we continued on. Lucky for us, we now had another box of Fruit Loops. Um, That was some ridiculously impressive balancing for sure. The story basically tells you about the kind of person she is today. 
She's not scared of really anything except spiders, which she calls Satan babies. And I don't think anything is really out of her reach, physically or mentally. So Sid, go ahead and reach for the stars. I think you can get them. Um, Love you to the moon, Mom and Dad. Okay, next we have Major. Major, the first funny story that came to mind, to your mom's mind, and what happened when Major was about four years old, when he was little, he had this amazing mop of curly hair, and they didn't cut it till he was about four. One Sunday morning, we decided to cut his hair. It was time for him to look more like a big boy. My husband took him onto the front porch and gave him a really cute Hudson Hawk haircut, and then we headed to church. But it was half traumatic for me because he just looked so big in his new shirt and haircut, and he didn't look like my baby anymore. So we get to church, and right as we walk in, several people came up and said, Oh, who is the visitor you have with you today? (laughs) Or is this a friend of Major's? And I immediately just started bawling in the middle of the lobby, I'm sure. He loved that everyone was so shocked by his new do and how grown up he looked. He was so proud, and he felt so very big that day. And, as you can imagine, Mom spent the day crying in the cry room. <laughs> Riley. So that, yeah. Riley, as beautiful as she is, is not graceful. This comes from Mom and Dad, not me, of course. But I can attest to this as well. <laughs> She may look graceful, but she is not. One afternoon, the four of us were at the mall, and Riley, as usual, was gawking at everything, but where she was supposed to be going. Rory and I were in the lead, Reed blabbing right behind us, and then little Riley bringing up the rear. Suddenly, well above the volume of the chattering in the mall, we heard an enormous bong, like somebody taking a sledgehammer to a heavy gong. The three of us turned around to find Riley's scrawny arms outreached as far, outstretched as far as they could, hugging one of the large freestanding advertising signs in the middle of the mall corridor. Her left foot to one side and her right foot spread eagle on the other. She looked like a baby bear hanging onto a giant sequoia tree, as if life depended on it. The side of her cheek pressed against the metal billboard, not missing a beat. She looks at Rory and I as if to reassure us, I'm okay. There's Riley. So, Miss Katie, um, it's a little hard to come up with a favorite childhood memory, Mom says, but one thing that stuck out was when we went through a phase in her preschool years, and I remember these days as well, where all she wanted to wear was princess dresses. The ones you might get for Halloween with the big fluffy tulle skirts. She would come up to she would come with me to pick Zach up from the kindergarten in those dresses, and people still comment to this day. They remember her coming in with me to get Zach in her little princess dress, and that's Miss Princess Katie. <laughs> All right, Mr. Caleb. This was a few years ago. Our family was playing Pictionary at home one evening. Eric and Caleb were on a team against Carson and Becky. (laughs) This is so funny. It was Eric's turn to draw and Caleb's turn to guess what he was drawing. The word Eric had to draw was large. He drew a small square, a medium square, 
and a large square on paper. He pointed to the small, then the medium, then to the large. Caleb is guessing what it could be and says, small, medium, big? Small, medium, huge? Small, medium, giant? Small, medium, box? Small, medium, square? Caleb literally says everything but large. Carson and Becky were laughing hysterically the whole time while Eric was still trying to find a way to get him to say the word large. After their turn is up, Eric looks at Caleb and says, if I went to McDonald's, I would order a blank order of fries? Caleb's response was, oh, large. (laughs) That's awesome. There's Caleb. All right, Carter. When Carter was about nine years old, he was playing in the woods with his BB gun. Surprise, surprise. I was in the kitchen cooking dinner when Carter threw open the door and yelled, Mom, fire up the frying pan. I went to the door and saw his first kill, a little finch. (laughs) He was so proud of himself. I know. (laughs) He was so proud of himself. I hated to let him down, but I had to inform him I was not going to fry the dead finch. finch. However, I was impressed he was able to shoot such a tiny little bird right in the eye. It was a good shot. Little did I know that little finch would be the first of many creatures Carter would kill and store in our freezer over the years. So true. Oh, that's Carter. All right, and then um, Maddie, I didn't even write Maddie's down, Um, tons of memories, but one that sticks out the most was that um, Maddie has never been one to really um, hide her feelings about things, kind of can be a little stubborn at times, and um, just kind of tell it like it is. Well, we were practicing, um, it was her birthday, and we were having a birthday party when she was three. And on the way there, um, I said, okay, Maddie, well, what if you get a gift that you don't really like so much? Or, you know, and I said, you need to make sure you say thank you. You need to make sure that you're very gracious about it. And um, so I said, so let's practice. If if somebody gives you a present you don't like, what are you going to say? And she thought about it for a second. And she says, I say nice try. So... (laughs) That's my Maddie girl. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for me. Uh, Mallory's going to come up and just give a short little talk. Hey, guys. Uh, my phone's upside down. Okay. Um, thanks for being here today. This is a really special day to celebrate our seniors. And I kind of get what this is like. I mean, I just graduated high school like five years ago. That's kind of odd to say. Um, and I just graduated college like a year ago. So graduation is familiar to me. Um, but I'm thankful that you're all here today. And I remember when I was going through this in, my, in like high school, everyone is giving you so much advice. Like, do you feel that? Like, anyone? Yes? Okay. No one's nodding. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was a senior in high school, everyone was like, well, if you just do this one thing, you're going to be successful. If you do this, but don't forget this, and if you do that, then you're going to be fine. Oh, I just hit that. Um, 
And it was like really overwhelming. It was like, this is like too much. Like, just tell me the one thing and everything's going to be fine. But everyone's going to be like 20 things and expecting you to like do it all. Um, so today I'm going to keep my advice short and simple. Um, I just want to say that, that today, like, and forever, the Lord goes before you. And I, and I truly believe that. And we see that in the Bible. We see that in reality, that God goes before you, he is behind you, he's your right and your left, and he has never left you, and he will never forsake you. Um, so if you rely on God through the times, you're going to be fine. <laughs> and let me tell you, you're going to do things. If you don't already know this, um, life is going to not go the way you planned. Um, I remember I had so many plans in college, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then, like, you know, we all know this one, like, COVID happened. I mean, everyone lost, like, a whole year of their lives. And so things don't go according to plan. But what's really cool is that, it tell, that God tells us in Romans 8, 28, that he, he uses all things for his good. And so even when things go wrong, when it's not the plan, when you're just freaked out and you're scared and you're nervous, like, God's got it. And I know that seems like, like a Christian phrase to be like, oh, well, God's got it. Just, like, give it to God and it's going to be fine. But it's really true. Like, when you rely on God and his strength, you're never going to be let down. And so I was thinking today, and I found this quote that I love, um, but it's by a guy named Patrick and I think it's worth telling his story really quickly. So Patrick was alive in the 300s. Uh, it's a really long time ago. And he um, was like 16 at the time. And he was at his house. His parents were like rich. They had like a villa by the sea. And so they were at their holiday home. And all of a sudden, they're in Britain, by the way. I don't know if I said that. But Britain gets attacked. And so his family, of course, on the sea gets attacked first. And so... On the bright side, his entire family escapes. They get out, they make it out alive, but Patrick gets kidnapped. And I'm sure there was a bit, a bit of bitterness in that. There's a bit of sadness and distress, distress in that. And so Patrick gets kidnapped and he gets sold into slavery in Ireland. And so Patrick gets shipped off to Ireland and he is stuck there for the next six years of his life. So imagine at 16 being taken away from everything you knew, everything that was familiar, and then going to Ireland. And you, he probably didn't even know what that was at the time. Like, he just thought he was somewhere else. And so through these six years in, like, slavery, he was given the task of being a herdsman. And so every day he was in the fields just tending the sheep. And what's really interesting is that Patrick didn't have faith before he went. His dad was, I think, involved in the church, but he didn't have any faith and so what's really amazing is that through this time, God used it for his good, and Patrick came to faith. And it was said, like, he would be out there in the awful weather, and, you know, through the sleet and the snow and the cold, and yet he got to a place in his faith where he wouldn't even feel the cold anymore. Can you imagine, like, being at that, like, trusting with God that you don't even feel the snow or the, the hail hitting you? Like, that's incredible. And so Patrick is stuck there for the next six years. And then at 22, he finally escapes. And he has to walk 200 miles to the coast to get on a ship. I don't know how long that took him, but it took him forever. And so he finally gets on this boat, which is a trial in itself. And it takes him two years to get home. So he is 24 by the time he finally gets home. And what's crazy is... Um, like he gets there, and his parents, of course, are like... He finally finds them, which I feel like would be really hard back then. I mean, there's no phones, like... How do you find your parents? I don't know. Um, but he finds them, and they're like, never leave us again. Like, we miss you so much. Don't leave. And so he's there. And I think what would be, t like, tempting for me, at least, I don't know, when times are good, that's when it's easy for me to forget about God. It's in the hard times, right, that we're like, oh, I need God. I need him. I need, I need his strength. But Patrick, even though he's in the good times now, he still pursues God. 
And Patrick goes on to become a priest and then a bishop. And at some point while he's home, he gets a dream. And he believes it's from God. And the dream, it's a man begging him to go back to Ireland um, and continue his ministry there. Which, I don't know about you, but if I had a dream of someone telling me to go back to the place where I experienced so much trauma and pain and hurt, I'd probably be like, that's not true. That can't be from God. There's no way. But it was. And so Patrick goes to tell his family, and his family is like, There's, you're crazy. You're not going back. We forbid you to go. Um, and he tells his fellow like clergymen, and they're like, you're crazy. No, do not go. We need you here. And yet Patrick goes anyway because he knew it was God's calling for him. So Patrick goes back to Ireland and spends the rest of his life doing ministry there. And I didn't get to read much about this, but he did, it did say that he even ministered to like his previous slave owner. And he had to deal with the mythology and witches of Ireland. It was crazy. And so Patrick goes on to become a saint, which is where we get the holiday St. Patrick, in case you're wondering. Um, And so Patrick was thrown into something that was not his plan, obviously. Like, no one wants to be kidnapped from their family. Um, But he's thrown into this, and despite it being probably the worst thing he could have ever gone through, God used it for his good. And Patrick says this quote. He says, Christ with me. Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the every heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. And so seniors, I want to challenge you today that if you had one goal for the rest of your life, If you had the goal of, like, every time you met someone, they saw Christ in you, man, you're there, right? I think that's what we all want. We all want to be people that when people meet us, they're like, whoa, is that like Jesus? That's kind of weird. Because how beautiful would that be that we are so in tune with the Spirit and that God has given us all his spiritual blessings that we just resemble Christ in our words and our actions and everything we do. And so I thought about the song, Christ Be All Around Me, which we'll listen to in a minute, um, because it's that exact thing. Christ be all around me. We want this to happen. And I thought about Deuteronomy 31.8, which I'm going to read super quickly. Um, But this is happening when... um, Moses, like the Israelites have been in the desert for a long time, and Moses is now having to pass on leadership because he can't go into the promised land. And so he's talking, he's telling this to the Israelites, and he's encouraging Joshua to be the next leader. And he says in um, Deuteronomy 31.8 that it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So seniors, again, I challenge you today to trust and rely on God that he will be going before you. He will not leave you in anything. And you have so many different paths you're taking. Some of you are going to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a technical college. Some of you are pursuing like a bachelor's degree. Some of you are going to the military. I mean, this is, you are all leading amazing lives. And this is just the start of your story. And so thank you for spending these past few years with these sunshine, whatever that's looked like. And know that you always have a family here. I know I just got here a week ago, but... Um, I know that these people are going to be here for you. And so if you ever need anything, please call me if you want. Call anyone else here, and we would love to help you out. And so, seniors, congratulations. Thank you, Amy and Mallory. Uh, We're going to have a time of prayer now. As Mallory mentioned, we're going to uh, share uh, in this song together, and I'm going to invite the elders, uh, and if their wives are with them today, just to take one of the tables 
And so if you would just come up and pray specifically uh, over that family. So elders, go ahead and come on up and, and uh, you know, just work your way around. I think we have the exact number of elders here today as we do tables, so that works out. And isn't it fun to have people actually sit at the tables up front? So that's really, that's really something. So let's all stand together as we share in this song, this time of prayer and response over these families. Be all around. 